Hi, everyone. Welcome to Get a Word In with me, your host, Josh Wagner, where we're connecting with friends from different locations and vocations, discussing yesterday, today, and beyond. And today we are going to the United Arab Emirates, to a place which prides themselves on thinking and preparing for the future, a city that is breaking leaps and bounds of human imagination and beyond. We're going to Dubai, and we're looking up with my friend Richie Irwin in Dubai. It is great to see you. I can see you there, Richie. How you doing, mate? Good, good. How are you, buddy? Very good, man. So just just everyone knows we we have a format here. We're going to be talking. We're going to be moving fast, but we do have segments. We're going to be reviewing different things, but I'm just really happy to connect with my buddy, Richie, and I do start off with a little dinner table introduction. So with no further ado, Richie, I'm going to tell my friends about who you are, right? Richie's originally born and raised in South Africa. has been living in Dubai for the past seven years. He is the advocacy manager for basically for Bacardi between Asia, Middle East, and Africa, covering 93 different countries on three different continents. Uh, he's a dad of Rupert and Jack. He's a surfer. He's a self-proclaimed professional high-fiver, and he prides himself in finding joy in places, countries, cities that you would not expect that are off the beaten path. What have I missed, my friend? It is great to see you. You too. I think you nailed it. <laughs> All right. Well, I... I I like to verify where we're from, but I'll do it quickly because I knew we have to get we have to get the elephant out of the room real quick. Yeah. Richie and I met about seven years ago at Bacardi Legacy Competition in Puerto Rico. Hit it off, mate. I love you. We always get along. I don't want to ask anything more than that. What I do need to say is that you guys won the Rugby World Cup, didn't you? <laughs> I just sure I just need to get into it real quick because I know you're going to interrupt me at some point in the interview. I, I thought tell me I was getting the Springboks won. I was going to wear my rugby jersey this morning, yeah, but yeah, uh, I decided not to. No, no, we, we did. It was it was incredible, incredible whole World Cup, every, the whole, everything leading up to it. Um, I think I think the beauty of it, I think the world just played us out. I think I think often England beat New Zealand. Everybody thought, oh, there's no way they're going to win, and we came out and crushed it. And there's an incredible story to that whole the whole team dynamics and how you know the, the team played for more than just a more than just a game it was for you know a bit of a nation thing so it was great you know um so the third third world cup yeah so right up there with the with the kiwis and uh awesome well i, I wanted to say before we started congratulations to the Springboks. i was in japan when you guys won it was awesome to see the south africans <laughs> celebrating and an amazing time for your entire country congratulations to the Springboks. that's right all right so i'd like to start off with some rapid questions Richie has cool. no idea what's coming at him, but I am going to come at him real quick. You ready to go? Let's yeah. get it going. How many countries are there in Africa? 72. 54. <laughs> All right, let's do it right here. Is it bro, bruv, or brew? Uh, brew. Yeah, it is brew. All right, I'll take that. Let's... Nine, 2019, how many flight segments did you actually lock? Um, easy, probably one a week. So anything for 52 up. If you can catch a wave anywhere on earth right now, where would it be? Jeffrey's Bay. Where's that? Uh, Eastern Cape, South Africa, best, best right-hander in the world. After living in South Africa for seven years, what do you consider cold? What do you consider hot? Um, hot is 45, 50 Celsius, and cold is anything under 10. Okay. 
What is your favorite activity with your two sons, Rupert and Jack, who are five and a year and a half years old? Um, man, my, my little guy's five, and he's just getting into, like, just kicking balls around and throwing a rugby ball, football in the backyard. And so, and the funny one is that the, the little one who's one and a half is probably as good at the moment. He's just crazy. You know, he's crazy. So, yeah, it's pretty much just chilling down here and, and kicking a ball around for sure. Where is the place that you long to visit and return to? Um, and as you think about it, before that, how many countries have you visited? I can't tell you that. Like, I've tried to do those app things, or those app variations of kind of where you've been in the world. And I think, you know, including the United States, I think at one stage I had like a percentage of up of 30, 40%. You know, if you, if you, you know, you hit it. But, um, I couldn't tell you exactly because we, we, we seem to travel to so many places constantly, you know, through through the year. Um, but it's got to be, I don't know, I, I keep, I'm, I'm, I went to Indonesia for the first time at the age of 16 and, I, and I've been going back there ever since. So I would always go back. Indonesia is like the place I can always, it just draws me back constantly. So fun fact, real quick about Indonesia, they literally have enforced ghost police. They have people dress up as ghosts at night to scare people to go back inside during COVID-19. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty nice. amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so where's the one place that you would long to return to? Um, I don't know. Maybe Botswana. I, we did the riff, we did the uh, we did the the Delta once, and I did a fishing trip with our family and went tiger fishing and. The Delta was just like we, we just went through, you know, on the, these little boats up constantly. And it was just absolutely incredible. One of the most incredible things I've ever seen. That actually is a great segment to my next question. With the three continents that you cover, what would you say are three countries that you would invest into personally from a growth of tourism perspective? Uh, Sri Lanka, uh, Indonesia. Uh, especially, you know, just anything from, I mean, Bali's, but Sri Lanka is almost like the Bali of 20, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but Sri Lanka is just incredible. We, we do, we've done five, six trips since we lived here, just little quick little surf trips admissions. We go over with friends and it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And then maybe, I mean, I've got to do something on, in Africa. I'd probably do say, um, yeah, but maybe Botswana, Ken, Kenya, Tanzania, um, so let me, let me say, uh, Botswana. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. So for a man that travels to three different continents for work, what is the most consistently well-made cocktail call to order of all your global travels? Um, a daiquiri. A daiquiri. Yeah. That's actually surprising to hear. Yeah. I think this is just, it's, it, simple in the way of ingredients uh yeah. rum is pretty pretty uh pretty available so yeah. you know your classic you know light lighter style rums are available through through everywhere that we go to citrus fruits are pretty much available through that whole region yeah um when you get down to like real kind of you know if i had to say old fashions and, and drinks like that they, they tend to get but there's a lot of our markets where you know things like you know some people might think a negroni but but bitters and, and vermouth are quite hard to find so when you just get a good old light rum, um, you know, uh, lime juice and sugar, it's a lot easier. So, yeah. And daiquiris are pretty pretty good. good. 
nice. Yeah, I, I find a lot of places get a pretty pretty well balanced daiquiris for sure. Wonderful. Now, for someone who travels so much, either airport or airplane tip, what is a Richie Irwin secret when you are traveling? Travel tip. Uh, man, a, a comfy backpack and a great set of headphones. Done. All right. What's your last good deed that you've that you've done? Um, pre-batching cocktails to send out to friends and family. Your last regret? Not seeing my grandfather with my son Rupert in Cape Town in December. All right. Thank you for those rapid questions. We're going to the next part. Location. Tell us about your location. Where are you? What are you doing? What's unique about your location? What could I only know about sitting in your seat in Dubai that I would never be able to see where I am right now in Miami? Where are you? So I'm actually sitting up on the on the balcony upstairs because I, I think that we got the rest of the family and the two two little little wild ones are downstairs having breakfast and um, I'm upstairs outside. It's probably 32 degrees. Uh, it's fully overcast today. Uh, we had some rain yesterday and in the last like, kind of week we've had a week or ten days where it's rained about three days, three to four days, which is which is unheard of. So the, the we've been the, or Dubai. They've been doing a lot of what's cloud seeding. Doesn't it rain one day a year in Dubai? Basically, maybe yeah, maybe okay. not even one day. So the, they've been doing a lot of cloud seeding, and cloud seeding is pretty much technology. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but putting up, you know, they 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 take up planes or balloons and they actually create clouds and they make it rain. They literally have the process of making it rain. And I think that's got to do with a few things. I think it's got to do with so many people indoors at the moment. So many people are you know, on lockdown. There's there's a lot of um, uh, there was also a study that showed that if people have more seasons, more rain, more you know winter and summer, people are happier, I suppose. You know, than just being hot all the time. So most people wouldn't believe it, but I mean, the other day we our whole garden was flooded. We had so much rain, literally, it was almost coming inside the house. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's something I don't think I, I've been telling people and they, they can't believe. Um, I mean, if I had to show you my camera, it's pretty crazy. There's, it's not a clear sky. It's fully, there's loads of clouds and looks like it's going to rain again. And then what, what, what about traveling around? Are you able to easily go get groceries? Can you leave your house easily? Like what's we, happening in look, the streets? We are on, so I started working from home about, I think on the 25th um, of last month. Yeah. And then on the the first week we were on kind of work from home, but then we went into a 14 day lockdown from the beginning of the month. No, I think it was from the 25th, 26th. But in the last say 24 uh, two weeks, we've been on a full full like home lockdown. We we I live in a community where before I was able to run around and move around around my bike. You're not allowed to do that anymore. If you want to go to the shop here at the moment, we have to literally like apply for a permit. So go online and say, I'm going from here to there. Put your times in. You have to, there's a separate permit for, for drawing cash at the ATM to, to, um, to, to go to, to, to get groceries. Um, um, it's, it's like if, if you, if you to go out and you don't have a permit and you're not wearing full gloves and a mask, you can get, you literally can get fined. Um, there's a few of the people that live in the community and buddies of mine that have been stopped by police asking where they're going, just what are you doing? So 
Dubai currently is a bit of a ghost town. I mean, mm. people are indoors. If you're in an apartment, you're in your apartment. You can't leave if you're in your house. Luckily, I'm in a small little house with a with a you know little villa with a back garden, and we can still exercise like that. But it's it's the city is is like a ghost town. I mean, there's still some cars driving around because um, the, the Dubai's made it very forward thinking future thinking there's still a lot of delivery you can get amazon every second day your groceries all the big stores are doing that and um you can you can kind of buy things in life so people are still delivering things yeah but it's it's there's no movement there's there's no there's the only things that are open are essential goods mm. so it's food and pharmacies That's okay it. So sim- yeah. similar to the rest of the world, but in terms of get, get getting out, you need to literally have a permit to get outside your front. 100%. Gate. Yeah, yeah. And then like, when, when you said also from a delivery standpoint, like you work in the booze business, like yeah, I know yeah. Dubai, you can only consume alcohol if you are in hotels and privately owned homes. Yeah. What is it yeah. if you want to get your hands on booze right now? Um, they've been pretty good. The, 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 the government and, and, and the, the, the distribution companies here, they've started like a, it's literally the same thing, an online thing. So there's actually a legal um, um, uh, legal spirits and, and wine and beer delivery. I mean, I could probably go on now and order a case of beer and, and a, a bottle of Grey Goose. And Which is the first time tomorrow. in history there, correct? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty wow. much. But what they've done is they, I think they've, the government are pretty much they're constantly wanting people to feel comfortable and happy and whatever so if you go into this heavy lockdown i mean if i put it in, in retrospect my entire family back home in, in, in between cape town and, and in south africa they've been on a, on a two-week lockdown and and all essential goods there's no a lot of them have no alcohol and no cigarettes they, you cannot buy tobacco and cigarettes so they've been on a two-week complete lockdown i, I have friends literally trying to make pineapple beer and and and, and See, this, is, up this is honestly one of the joys of why i enjoy these conversations because like in south africa for them not consider alcohol an essential good where no. here in miami i have two liquor stores open within three blocks of my house because it's considered an essential good and yeah, you're telling yeah. me that people are trying to make their own booze at home because they can't get their hands on it right now pretty much yeah that's crazy so if if you were not in if if COVID nineteen was not with us right now for the past five weeks, where would you have been? How many countries would you have visited? Cities cities spent? How has this disrupted your life? I think I looked at a calendar even a, two, a day or two ago and realized that right now it's funny I was talking about Sri Lanka, but I was supposed to be at a buddy's fortieth right now, so I'd, I'd be sitting in a place called Marissa Wellingaba on holiday having a surf. In the matter of a week or two, we were we were we were supposed to all be in Miami for global legacy finals. Right. And that was, I can't believe it, you know, and that's obviously taken a, a postponement for the right reasons. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. But, but pre and post that I would have, you know, we would have started, this is the, the April, May season is, 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 is a really busy, busy period. And, and I think I would have spent a lot of time in a few focus places and cities through India India, we, we've got a lot of amazing stuff happening through through cities in India. So I would have been in in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore. Uh, we would have done, a, you know, set up some of this stuff for for through uh, sub-Saharan Africa or Southeast Asia for sure. Yeah. Um, but I would have been on three to three, four, four flights by now, you know. Do you have the edge? Yeah. I, I do. <clears throat> I miss traveling. I miss I miss probably be 
you know, we made a joke the other day, probably be my good friend of mine, Nakul, was saying, you know, he misses he misses the Emirates because yeah. because it's so you know comfy and the, the idea of just getting on a nice plane and traveling somewhere. But I but it's been good being at home. It's been good to kind of have a bit of a lay day lay down. You know, just should I say just just being you know spending more having my feet on the ground and spending time with family and kind of um, having a bit more routine. But yeah. I do I do I, I miss I miss uh, I miss being in a few exciting cities and doing stuff with with our big team. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because the next segment I like to do is yesterday, today, and beyond, where we'll address some subject matters that are in your expertise, uh, and you know how we saw it a year ago, how we view it today, and how we view it in the future. How do you view work travel coming forward, work and personal travel? What did that mean to you yesterday, today, and now thinking beyond travel, work and personal? Um, I think yesterday would have been pretty seamless and easy it would have been from just jump on a plane have a meeting today the way you know let's go yesterday would have been i would just would have been a lot easier it would have been probably a lot more thoughtless and just jumping on a plane and coming over for a meeting or a, or a quick event or going for training or doing a project that we're doing today i think i think even even right now the way that we've started to communicate and work and do this, you know, just be more digital, digital savvy and be able to connect quicker, faster and more with more people constantly. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's changed. So I think tomorrow um, I'm probably going to rethink jumping on a plane for a few things. Like, can I do that from here? I, I, am I, can I be more effective being based where I am? Do I need to go to the stage? Is it business critical? Is it, is it, um, so I think, I think, yeah, but at the same time, I think when you think that's work-wise, but I think personally, yesterday was, uh, yeah, I, I never traveled as much, you know, for, for personally, but, but to, you know, to, I, I, I can't wait personally to, to go yeah. on a tour. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to, to visit somewhere with the family or get away on a holiday. I'm with you on that one, man. Let's, let's move to the next one. Yesterday, today, beyond. What does social distancing mean to you? Um, yesterday it wasn't a thing at all. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm, I, no, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty social and I want to hang out and hug, like I said, hug and high five people and, you know, meet up with friends, families, colleagues. <clears throat> today it's, um, this is today to talking, you know, How you Zoom, doing, <laughs> Zoom, um, Microsoft Teams, like we, you know, trying to connect on other different formats or whatever we can do, and then tomorrow will be, will be. I don't know what tomorrow will be. It's going to be weird. It's going to be social. What is social distancing? Standing two feet, two meters away from someone in a queue, having a mask on for the next kind of few months in a at a shop, um, only having close friends and family around. I, I I don't know. You know, well, what is what is? I can't I can't really tell at the moment. It's a bit weird. It's it's. Uh, we don't, we don't really have visibility on what, what it's going to be like. Well, that being said, next one I would I would go to is hugs and high fives because you do say you're a professional high fiver and you do work in a business that's about gatherings and yeah. programming and events. What does a, a greeting and a hug and a high five mean to you yesterday, today, and beyond? Uh, yesterday is full on bromance hugs, high fives. Today is... <laughs> Today's virtual. Yeah, it is. Um, tomorrow is oh, man. I, I, 
probably just an elbow tap for now. Yeah. Probably All just right. a boom and a, you know, what's up. But, but yeah, I think people are still going to be showing a lot more, you know, still connecting. I don't know. You know, I mean, how many, how many people have you connected more digitally, but digital high fives in, in the last couple of weeks? I mean, yes, digitally high fives. And I know this is a level of acceptance. I, I just really hope we do find a way that we can see each other from a physical distance and still have that same warmth that it is to receive a hug. I know it's impossible to replicate that, but I do hope that we do find an endearment of connection that, you know, this moment actually fosters a new type of connection that we can capitalize on. You know what I mean? That it's not just like, all right, like physical gesture, I think is going to be a lot more of the eyes. Like, you know, I was living in Asia for a bit and, you know, wearing a mask was not uncommon and people to read their eyes you could see their warmth and their excitement and not just seeing their face and you know certain cultures on earth don't hug each other and you can tell when intimacy exists there so i'm hoping that the future of hugs and high fives can exist from a distancing perspective and still receive the same warmth next thing i want to ask you real quick emerging markets yesterday today and beyond how do you evaluate emerging markets um I think this crisis has hit a lot of places um, that I know even back home, let's say places like South Africa heavily um, and a lot of our regions um, quite heavily. And, and, and I, I think yesterday things were, were on the, on the app and, you know, these small little economies and tourism and, and, and resources were, were booming. Now everything is just flat. It's just, yeah. there's no business. It's absolutely stagnant. Um, and, to, you know, tomorrow, I think things will recover. I think there, there's there's a there's an amazing resilience when it comes to a lot of African countries specifically, and and how you know people just get on with it. So I think I think I think I think the big the big you know the big continent of Africa and all the emerging markets through Southeast Asia and the might of a massive you know economy like India will will recover and they'll yeah. they'll come back. It'll just take a little bit of time. I mean, I know that you, you, you're, you're from South Africa and you, you know, yeah. your business is between Africa, the Middle East and Asia. You know, one thing I think for uh, Americans to sometimes have a difficulty wrapping their head around is that there's so many places on Earth that have been finding a lot of struggle for their for decades or their, 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 their life existence. And, you know, this is a challenge that they may look at with a different level of fear and maybe having a bit more optimism of being able to come out the other side of this. I think it's interesting to be able to compare where we come from and how we're reacting to this. And I think, you know, Africa, obviously, I think over five years has been the fastest growing uh, from a tourism perspective as a continent on, on the planet. Like, you know, I think optimism is a beautiful place to find in places that have have been on the rough, right? That they they, they know there's going to be a better day coming, you know? I think they do. Uh, You know, the the thing is, like, you look at, we we were talking about Botswana, we were talking about South Africa, give those two countries, look at that, sub-Saharan Africa. Botswana went on a six-month complete lockdown quarantine uh, a couple of weeks ago. They said, we are locking our borders for six months. They're putting a big big bet now to say we're going to protect our people and our country and our, and our economy so we put their gdp is probably 80 percent tourism but they're willing yeah. to take that chance to protect it um, i think we i was i was mentioning to a buddy the other day that like the south african president cyril Ramaphosa was south africa was the first country in the world to completely lock down and do a lockdown before they even had a a, a death case for COVID 19 yeah. so they were like kind of because I think the bigger thing is, you know, um, socially, 
social distancing in, in, in a lot of African cultures, social distancing is not a thing. Like yeah. you, you, you live, you live with your family, you close, you live in close, you know, you have, it's, 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 you know, um, the way culturally way, the way people are in Africa. So it's a, it's a scary thing to change that social dynamic. Yeah. But, but it's, but it's, but it's, I think a lot of those leaders have done a great job of putting these things in early and not let, you know, because I don't think a lot of the, I don't think, I wouldn't say economy, but I don't think the health system can, can, could, could, uh, could deal with it if it just got out of control. And that's scary. That That's the real scary thing. So yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think, um, if people act early and really jump on it and, and, and I'll, I don't know, put in these big precautionary measures, that's great. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, continentally, Africa has the largest youth population that there is on the planet. And I would only hope that there is going to be incredible optimism and future coming with it. And it is a yeah. massive emerging market. And hopefully this will be something that will create systems that will enable that opportunity to come because, you know, it would be incredible to see the African continent be exposed to the global world of travel and, and, and commerce. Yeah. Next section we're going into. Good riddance, yeah. give me some more and liar, liar, pants on fire. What is one thing that you've done in the past time you've spent at home that you've said, good riddance, it's out of my life, I want it done, not happening anymore. What is Richie Irwin's fuck you, Lanaya? <laughs> um, bro, it's got to be... I don't know. I felt like I felt like go, I had to I had to go to the gym to work out, but it's incredible how creative you'd be with a jump rope and a mat and a. And Hell a yeah! Of... You don't need that shit. You can do it at home. Yeah. You, you don't need to go to a gym to do it. I'm embarrassed to work out in front of other people. I don't need it. I can do push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups by myself. You can create gym objects in your house. Yeah. Fuck gym memberships. It can be happening at home. <laughs> Don't don't you run with a weighted vest when you go out just to get uh, a workout? Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to do that. I did it this morning. I ran like around the undercover in the dark because we're not allowed to run. I shouldn't be saying it too loud. At like <laughs> five a.m. with a with a like a combat vest with weights in it, just to make my little short run a little bit tougher. All right. So good good riddance formal settings for a workout. You can do it anywhere you want. What's yeah. your give me some more? What do you need some more of in your life that you want to continue doing? Oh, lunch with my kids every day at one o'clock. Yeah, Dad. It's been so good. It's been, it's been like we just like well, we I put it in my diary, and it's even at work, so people can't even schedule meetings, and it's good. My, my one little kid wakes up from a sleep, and we <clears throat> the, the, the the four of us sit down and we have a lunch and we hang out, and it's been epic. I mean, I wish I could say I could keep doing that when I go back to back to the office and come home. Lunch with Rupert and Jack. Amazing. Yeah. And what is your liar, liar, pants on fire? Or that you know other people are lying about. A lot of people are taking this opportunity to pretend they're doing something. Are you pretending to do something? Or you want to call anybody out? Um, I mean, this is as I look over your shoulder and I see post-it notes, but it's actually the classroom you've created for your children because you're homeschooling. Yeah. Pretty much. Trick, tricky. It's the tricky word wall. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a tricky one. I think I think um, I think people are are probably also saying they're working out a lot more than they are, maybe. Yeah. Or reading, or, you know. But I don't know. I think I think it, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, uh, yeah. 
Well, maybe, you know, it's it's the things that even if we're pretending, we should just try to do more often and stop lying about shit. Anyway, all right. So I'd like to close out with you getting, you know, your final word. And is there is there something, you know, you're living in a city that is incredibly progressive, right? You know, Dubai is the 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 emerald city of the of of, of the Middle East. It is, you know, in, in arguably the center of the world in many different perspectives. Like you know, you're living in a place that is thinking about the future. So I'm assuming that it also does impact your mentality. Here's you getting your word in. What is something you'd like to share that would be something that, you know, you just want to share with the world? What is what is Richie Irwin's final word? Um, <clears throat> I think. I think it's um, this is this is this whole like situation and stuff. It's definitely definitely taught me to to I don't know I, I found that I, sometimes I've, I've just been getting on a phone with a lot of my team and just like having a call and not like planning everything just picking up the phone and phoning the same as friends and family I mean I've connected a lot with a lot of my old buddies that I haven't talked to in years we you, you know everybody's doing zoom calls and connecting but yeah I think sometimes it just um my day is so structured, but sometimes just standing in the back on and just picking up the phone and just going old school, just calling people has been good because then yeah. people are actually surprised. Oh my gosh, I'm getting a phone. So I've been doing that a lot and it's been pretty cool. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, today's another day. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, we can only just remain positive and be stoked, right? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, today is another day. And I think right now it is about remaining positive and when we're finding our friends down a little bit and they're not having that pep in their step it's about picking up that phone and making sure to remind them you got to remain positive right so seeing your face makes me positive my friends (laughs) and uh, thank you for taking the time richie and i'm glad you spent so much time with the family and i want you to be safe and be healthy and spring box 2020 congratulations and mad love and thank you for getting a word you too, bro. be safe bro all right hope you catch that wave soon with you all right thanks Take josh care, love you bro love you too take care thanks reggie <laughs>